Welcome to Truths for Life with Pastor Teacher Chris Hall. So today we're going to talk about being kind. Be kind is our study. And look at much of what the Bible has to say about how we are to be kind as Christians. But you can't really get into that until you first of all look at the basis for why we are to be kind, and that is to look at the kindness of God. And so before we look at, you know, how the Bible instructs us to be kind, it's important for us to understand how kind God is, because that is the foundation, that is the motivation for the Bible's command for us to be kind. So let's talk about the kindness of God. How is God a kind God? Now, you know, there are people in the world who think God is evil, who think that God is unfair, who think God is unjust, who hate God. They hate God. It's amazing that there are a lot of people who don't believe in God, and yet they still hate Him. Now think about that one. They don't believe in God, but they still hate Him. So why would you hate someone you don't believe exists? But that's true. But the Bible tells us, and we know from personal experience, and we need to, I think, be reminded often that God is a kind God. The word kind, there, you know, there are many derivatives. There are many original words that are translated kind and kindness. Usually it has to do with uh, something to do with benevolence, compassion, meeting the needs of other people, putting others first, acting in a way to serve others in their time of need, or just acting in a benevolent and kind way. So how is God kind? First of all, God is kind in providing salvation us. That was an act of the kindness of God. Think about this. At great cost to himself, God provided salvation for lost and rebellious mankind. That was an act of kindness. God could have said, okay, you have chosen to rebel. You have chosen to reject. You have chosen to turn away. So I will choose to let you go in your choice. And I will turn my back on you and you'll have to live with your choice. But God didn't do that. Even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So the kindness of God, I think for us, begins with the realization that God is a kind God in what he did to provide salvation for us. And he provided it at great cost to himself. And that cost, of course, was the blood of his son, the life of his son. Titus 3, verses 4 and 6. But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior toward man, appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us 
through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. That is the kindness and the love of God expressed to us. Ephesians 4.32. Be kind one to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. As God has been kind to us, as God has been tenderhearted to us, as God has forgiven us, so then we are to do the same for other people. As God has been kind to us, we are to be kind to others. So God is kind in providing salvation. Second of all, God is kind in withholding his just judgment upon the lost and instead pursuing them by his spirit. You know, God could just say, okay, I'm done. Zap, that's it. You're over. You're done. The Bible talks about God withholding wrath, holding, storing up wrath, putting wrath aside, not expressing wrath for our sin immediately, but storing it up, putting it aside in the hopes that we will repent. And then he can take that wrath and he can put it away. Through Christ. Second Peter 3 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God is a God of grace. Every day is a day of grace for those who are lost. Every day God would be just never pray, oh God, you know, give me what I deserve. Don't do that. I always pray for grace and mercy. God is kind in that he is not, he, 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 he withholds the judgment that we deserve. He withholds his wrath, not desiring that any perish, but that all should come to repentance. Every day is a day of grace and another opportunity for those who are lost to repent and come to him. Luke 6, 35, but love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great and you will be the sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. God is kind. Instead of immediately zapping us (laughs) with a lightning bolt of judgment, he gives us grace. Now, eventually... Judgment is God's grace refused over a long period of time. God never sends his judgment first. His judgment only comes after his grace has been rejected. God is kind. I remember when I was unthankful, and I remember when I was living in evil, consumed by evil, God was kind to me in that he withheld his judgment. And he gave me another day and another opportunity He was long-suffering, another good word. Romans 2, 4, Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? God was good to us when we were lost. He forbore his judgment. He held his judgment back. He was long-suffering with us. And it was because he was good to us that we had the opportunity to be saved. So God is kind 
He's kind in providing salvation. He's kind in withholding his judgment. God is kind in securing our salvation. You know, there's debate sometimes on whether a Christian can lose their salvation. If you do a study of everything that the Bible says about salvation, salvation is not something you can lose like I lose my keys sometimes. Now, where are my keys? You know, where is my salvation? What did I do with my salvation? Salvation is not an object to possess. Salvation is a relationship that is established when you give your life to Jesus Christ. And salvation, you know, we can be as sorry as dogs and we can wander away from the Lord and the Lord will judge us. You know, you can backslide from the Lord and the Lord will judge you. But once you were saved, here's the thing. If you could lose your salvation, you would. That's it. That's all you got to remember. If you could lose your salvation, you would. You better be glad that God secures your salvation and securing your salvation is not up to you and not up to me. I wouldn't trust the best five minutes of my life to secure my salvation. The God who saves us is the God who secures us. And God is kind in that. We're not, we're not saved by our works and we're not kept saved by our works. We are saved by grace and we are secured by grace. And you can put it in the terms of, there have been many times when I didn't deserve to be saved. You could say it like that, but we didn't never deserve to be saved to start with. Who deserves salvation? It's not by our works. It's not by our worth. It's by his grace. God is kind in securing our salvation. The God who saves us is the God who secures us. Jesus said, I hold them in my hand. And the Father holds them in his hand. And we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. For you to lose your salvation, somebody's got to break the power of the Holy Spirit. Somebody's got to pry open the hand of the Father. Somebody's got to pry open the hand of Jesus and steal you away. There is no power on earth that can do that. No power on earth. Now, there are a lot of people who say they're saved when they're not. And, you know, they start in the Christian life and then, you know, they wander away and go away. Well, they didn't lose their salvation. They weren't saved to start with. John said they went out from us because they were not a part of us. Romans 8, verses 38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God is kind in securing our salvation. He's a good God. Amen. He saves us. He secures us. God is also kind in protecting us. You have absolutely no idea in your life how God has protected you. There have been times when God has protected you and you never knew anything about it. Now you'll know about it one day. It will be revealed to you one day. How angels ministered to you, protected you, watched over you. God is kind in protecting us in many ways. He's kind in providing for us. He's kind in leading us. He's kind in guiding us. He's kind in watching over us. He's kind in using us. He's kind in blessing us. Ephesians 2, 7. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. 
We have absolutely no idea how many times God has intervened in our life and how God has provided for us and protected us and watched over us and cared for us. I try to always remember that. You know, when I travel somewhere, driving somewhere, me and Miss Harris drive all over the place, you know, we go somewhere, and there are nuts on the road. I don't know if y'all know that. Or not. You know, we, we, we make it there, and we get there, and then we get home. And every, when we get home, here's what me and Miss Harris always say. Thank you, Jesus, for getting us back to this house. You know? God is kind. He is rich unto all who call upon him, Romans 10, 12. God is kind in being with us when we leave this world. I know we don't look forward to the act of our death. You know? I don't fear death. I just don't want it to happen today. <laughs> you know, and God gives us a drive to live. There's nothing wrong with that. I want to see my grandchildren grow up. I know how wonderful heaven is, but I ain't ready to go there yet because I got a lot to live for here. And that's okay because God gives us that will to live. That's a gift that God gives us. We, we want to be with our family. We want to see things. We know how wonderful heaven is. But God gives us the drive to live. But one of these days, our time, and I'm counting on the rapture now. I'm not counting on no undertaker taking me. I'm counting for the rapture. I'm waiting for the rapture. I think it might happen very soon. But when, when it comes time for us to leave this world, I want to tell you something. When it comes time for us to leave this world, it will be one of the sweetest experiences we have ever had in our existence. Because God will be with us. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. He's not going to let us die alone. He's not going to let us leave this world, go through the experience of physical death, and he not be there. He's going to be there. And he's going to, he's going to see us home. God is kind. When it comes that time, whatever the circumstance may be, the Lord's going to be there. Take you by the hand. The angels are going to be there, take you by the hand, and they're going to lead you home. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Proverbs 23, 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So God is kind and that he's going to be with us when that time comes. So those are just some of the ways that God is kind. Now, therefore, based on the kindness of God, we are taught in the Bible that as Christians, we are to be kind to others. Proverbs 3, 3. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Always be kind. Colossians 3, 12. So as those who have been chosen by God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, Humility, gentleness, and patience. We are to be kind. Because God has been kind to us, we are to be kind to others. Now, kindness is not natural for some people. <laughs> rough, I'm sorry. You know? It's just not natural for some folks to be kind. They're all rough and rough. And it's not their natural disposition. But here's what God does. God saves us and he changes us. And as God has been kind to us, we are to be kind to others.
Kindness is a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Let me tell you what that means. The fruit of the Spirit are those attributes of God that God will manifest in your life as you daily walk filled with the Holy Spirit of God. You don't produce the fruit of the Spirit. It's not called the fruit of your work. It's called the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit, those attributes, those Christ-like attributes that are be a part of our daily life are produced in our life as we walk daily filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Do you want to know how close you are to the Lord? Check and see whether and how much the fruit of the Spirit is present in your life. Because the closer you walk to the Lord the more your life will manifest love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. When God is in control of our life as He ought to be, when the Holy Spirit is in, in charge of our life as He ought to be, then we will, we will have a sense of, a God-given sense of, a, a, a God-given manifestation to be kind. And so as Christians, because God has been kind to us, we are to be kind to others. We are to be kind to our family. Kindness begins at home. The Christian home should be a place of kindness, grace, and compassion. Husbands and wives should be kind to one another. Parents should be kind to their children. You know, I know sometimes parents want to kill their kids. I've asked the Lord on several occasions, Lord, can I just kill this one and get him out of the way? God says, no, you can't do that. <laughs> parents are to be kind to their children. Children, parents, children are to be kind to parents, siblings. Oh, the home is to be a place of kindness where we show concern, where we show compassion, love, and grace. So we are to be kind to our family. I try to do that. I have the kindest wife in human history. You know, she thinks about y'all. She says, I got to get somebody. I got to take them this. I said, okay. All right. Yeah. She's, just, she's just kind. I mean... When I married Miss Ayers, I outpunted my coverage completely. You know, I married way over my head. She's just a very kind person. She's always thinking about others. And, and I'm grateful for that. And I try to be kind to her. Kindness is intentional. You get up in the morning and you say, you know, I don't, man, some Monday mornings I get up and I could bite a telephone book in two. <laughs> But then the Lord says, all right, dummy, you know, be kind. Kindness is intentional. So we are to be kind. We are to be kind to our fellow Christians. Ephesians 4.32, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. We're to be kind to our fellow Christians. Uh, Christian fellowship is to be a place where you find kindness, true kindness. Concern, compassion, love. We're to be kind to our neighbors and our friends and our coworkers. We're to love our neighbor as ourself. 
We're to put on kindness and humility and meekness and long-suffering. Kindness is to be an intentional thing. You know, it's just, sometimes I have a little mantra that I repeat to myself as, as I go out and about during the day. Number one is, all right, be humble. Very simple, be humble, be honest, be kind. Be humble, be honest, be kind. Just, I remember those words. You can have your own, and I had add others too. We are to be, we are to manifest kindness. Now the tough one is, we're to be kind to our enemies. You know, Jesus said, Matthew 5, 44, I say to you, love your enemies. Now, why did he have to say that? Bless those who curse you. Really? Do good to those who hate you. What? Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Romans 12, verses 19 through 21. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. Oh, man, come on. If he is thirsty, give him a, a drink. Really? For in so doing, you will heat coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We're to be kind to our enemies. That's hard to do, right? I tell the Lord, Lord, you know, that's kind of hard to do. And the Lord will say, well, I gave you the Holy Spirit to help you with that. And so if I give you a command, the Holy Spirit will help you to keep it. And I've had, I've had people, I, 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 don't, I try not to be an enemy to someone, <laughs> but I've had, you know, and if you go through the course of life, sometimes people are not just going to, they're just not going to like you. Now, I don't know why anybody wouldn't like me. I like me. You know, but I've had people who are not necessarily, in, you know, just enthralled with me. And I don't want them to be enthralled anyway. But, you know, people who who've, I think maybe have mistreated me or done wrong or whatever. And I, it, it's, I've never, I preached an anger one time. I preached an anger one time. I had a personal anger. We were at a, a church over in Ashburn and... I had, I had a kid who had some mental issues and he had come to church and someone in the congregation had said something to him that hurt his feelings. He had some mental issues. And man, that thing flung all over me. And I got up in the pulpit and I preached to anger that day. And you know what the Lord did? He whipped me up one side and down the other. I, man, I just, he, he, he took me to the woodshed and I declared to the Lord I would never preach an anger again, you know, out of personal anger. And as far as I know, I haven't. <laughs> it's been tempting sometime, but I haven't done it. Uh, love your enemies. And the only way I know to do that is to go to the Lord in prayer and say, Lord, okay, we got this issue. I don't like it. I know what you say about forgiving him, forgiving these people. I don't want to do it. I don't want to forgive them. I want to get vengeance. I want them to make them pay. But I know that's not right. So you got to help me with this. See, that, that, that's when you talk to your Abba Father. That's when you tell him the way you really feel. And he will help you. He's helped me many times. And uh, so we're to be kind, even to our enemies. We're to be kind to those who are in need. Galatians 6.10, so then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially those who are of the household of faith. 
Acts 20, 35, and all things I've shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. We're to help those who are in need. Now, we, you know, we may be limited in what we can do for those who are in need, but we're to be kind to all people. I think a part of kindness is treating everybody with respect. So I'm going to give you some ways to develop a kind attitude, and I got 30 seconds to do it. You ready? Number one, be intentional about developing a kind attitude. Be intentional about it. We talked about last week about being ready to do certain things, you know, having an edge on your Christian life. Well, be intentional about having a kind attitude. Attitude leads to actions. Determine that you will be kind and gracious in words and in actions, even when you don't feel like it. Second of all, be grateful every day for God's kindness to you. Do you know that God gives you every breath and every beat of your heart? Right? You know, if the, if the Lord withheld your breath, your next breath and the next beat of your heart, you'd be gone from here. That's the kindness of God. Be grateful every day for God's kindness to you. Three, pray and ask God to help you to be kind and practice kindness. And let it begin at home. Be kind. Be gracious. Make a point to show appreciation to others. Compliment people. Build others up often. You know, make a point. Show appreciation to other people. Be encouraging to other people. Compliment other people. People love that. That's encouraging to them. And that's just kind. You never know what an encouraging word will mean to someone. Just be kind to someone and gracious and complimental. Don't hold back your compliment or don't hold back your encouragement. Express that. Look for people to be kind to. Cashiers at the store. They don't want to be there. They put up at folks like you all day long. And they want to go home. But be kind to them. You know, and if they mess up, don't say, there you go, razzafrazzing. Be kind. Be kind to people in line. Be kind to people. Forgive others. That's a kind thing to get to do, to forgive others. We all make mistakes. We all have bad days. Be kind even when it's difficult. Make a conscious effort to be kinder to people who are difficult to love. Be kind. Think before you speak. If something is not nice, kind, or helpful, do you really need to say it? Right? Right? So be kind one to another. As God is kind to us, we're to be kind to others. Thank you for joining us for our program today. Truth for Life with Pastor Teacher Chris Hall is a presentation of Hall Sports Communications. To contact us, you can send an email to chrishall71 at hotmail.com. That's chrishall71 at hotmail.com. Be sure to join us for our next program. Until then, stay safe and may God bless you.